Grab your Bible and stand with me this morning as we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. Today we're going to look in the book of Mark chapter number 16. Mark 16, we're going to read verses 15 and 16. Before I read the word, I want to just take a moment and commend my staff. And I think most of them are not in here right now. I think they're at starting point, but I, you can tell them that I did. But I am so excited to have such an incredible, incredible uh, staff. Uh, thank you to all my staff for all of your hard work in making the Global Impact Week special. Man, I, there's some special things this week. There's some banners. There's some different things. There's some. Uh, you're gonna. You're gonna really be impressed with, with Wednesday night's banquet. And you know, I cast the vision, but it's the staff. It's the staff that makes it all makes it all happen. And so I want to give credit where credit is due. Why don't you give it up for our incredible staff here at the Grace Place? I also understand Pastor Sean knocked a home run last Sunday while we were away. So thank you. All right. Thank you, Pastor Sean. Amen. All right. We're looking at the book of Mark, chapter number 16 this morning. Mark, chapter number 16, verse number 15 and 16. Jesus said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Father, I thank you for your infallible, your life-altering, life-changing, miracle-working word. God, I pray again today the anointing of the Holy Spirit, Lord, will rest upon the message and the messenger, Lord, today. God, I pray you'll give us ears to hear your word this morning. God, I pray we will not only hear your word, not only will we be challenged by your word, but we will rise to the challenge and we will do what you want us to do. Father, I pray once again you'll help us today. All of these things we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and all of God's people said, praise the Lord. You may be reseated this morning. Well, the word that God gave our church for the year 2018 is the word impact. Impact. And so 2018 has been declared a year of impact. Missions is a huge part of our DNA. We love missions. Our mission statement here at the church is caring people, caring for people. Have you ever heard that before? We endeavor to fulfill our mission in two ways. First of all, by providing care for all of our people. And number two, by partnering with caring ministries around the world. Well, today begins what we are calling our Global Impact Week. You see, our desire at the Grace Place is to make an impact locally and globally. We're not content with an inward, vo uh, an inward focus. We, we, we want to make a difference. We want to impact the kingdom. We want to see the fingerprints of the grace place literally all over the world. And that's what this week is all about. It's about reminding our global partners, and it's about recruiting new global partners. Well, my question today is this, and that is, what will it take? What will it take? What will it take for the Grace Place to have a global impact? Well, in order to answer this question, I've made an acrostic out of the word impact. And with each letter of this word, I'm going to tell you what it will take. So let's get going this morning. First of all, for the letter I, if we're going to have a global impact, it will require intentionality. Say intentionality. 
Thank you for the three responses. Proverbs chapter 24, verses 3 and 4 from the Living Bible says, Any enterprise is built by wise planning. It becomes strong through common sense, and it profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. Success in any area of life will demand intentionality. Without a plan, we will fail. It's, it's as simple as, as that. But I want you to know today that at the Grace Place, not only do we have a plan to give to missions, and we do, but not only do we have a plan to give to missions, we have a strategic plan as to where we invest our missions money. See, there are a multitude of hands out there asking for our missions dollars. Hardly a week goes by, yet hardly a, a day goes by that I, that I don't receive a call from a missionary or from a ministry. There are so many hands out there asking for missions dollars, but the question is, which hands are the right hands? See, I don't want to just put money in the hands of missionaries. I don't want to just put money in the hands of missions. I want to make sure that we are putting our money in the right hands. Because of that, not only do I pray daily for a specific amount that I want our church to give each year, but I pray daily for God's direction, for God to direct me, for God to show me where to put the money. If we're going to have a global impact, we can't place all of our money in one set of hands. At the Grace Place, our plans for making a global impact includes but is not, is not limited to the following. First of all, we send a check every single month to over 125 missionaries. Over 125 missionaries, every time when they, get their, when they get their money for the month and they get the list of donors, they know this one may not give this month, this one may not give this month, this one hasn't given in three months, but I have them tell me over and over, thank you, Pastor, because always, I always know that when we get our check that the money from the Grace Place is always there. You've never failed even one single time. So we send a check every single month to over 125 missionaries. These, are, these people are our boots on the ground. They are a stable, consistent, and reliable source of ongoing ministry. As of now, we have these missionaries in over 50 countries around the world. These people leave their home country, they leave their families, they leave their American luxuries and American privileges. Most of them even leave their native language behind. They go somewhere where the language is different. They go somewhere where the customs are different, the food is different. Listen, I don't know about you this morning, but my hat is off to every foreign missionary. You are my hero. Yeah, the truth of the matter is a global impact would be totally impossible without the missionary. But the missionary is only one part of what it takes. They are only one piece of the puzzle. That missionary also needs a vehicle to drive, and that's where Speed the Light comes in. And I'm so excited about Next Level. They have broken records in the area of Speed the Light. We don't just give to Speed the Light, but our actual kids actually give the money. It doesn't just come out of the missions fund, but our people, our, our, our leaders and their kids give the money to Speed the Light that buys vehicles for missionaries around the world. They not only need a vehicle to drive, but that missionary also needs literature to teach with. And that's where BGMC and Light for the Lost and other ministries like this comes in when we support every one of those. 
Bible schools are a must. A must. Native pastors must be trained. It would scare you to death to know what some native pastors are preaching. Because they've never been taught the Word of God. Many of them have never even had a Bible in their own language and they're pastoring people. One pastor told his church members, said, whatever, whatever you do when it comes time to take the mark of the beast, make sure you take it. He said, because if you don't take it, you'll not be able to buy or sell. And so in order to buy and sell, all of my members will be taking the mark of the beast. How I many know we need some Bible schools in some of these places? We need Bibles in, in, that's translated in their native language to put in the hands of pastors. My wife and I just returned from a trip to Europe. ESOM, which stands for European School of Ministry, is an accredited Bible college which trains immigrants in ministry. According to our own Assemblies of God World Missions Director Greg Mundus, he says, he says the immigrant church is the greatest hope for reaching the continent of Europe. Let me tell you, we support this incredible ministry. At the Grace Place, we are intentional about our global impact. We have, we have a plan. We have a plan. Oh, and this plan also includes drilling water wells and supplying fresh water for people that have, that have never had fresh water in their whole life. People that are continually sick. People that are dying prematurely because of filthy, contaminated water. But we go in there and we drill a water well and we give them fresh water. And then after we give them fresh water, then we tell them about living water. We also fill hungry, empty bellies with natural bread, which opens the door for us to offer them the bread of life. We build churches and we sponsor native pastors so there is a lasting ministry in the area. Oh, you hear these massive crusades where, where hundreds of thousands and millions of people get saved. But as many of the people get saved, they don't last because there's nothing on the ground there. There's nothing consistent for them. There's no church for them to plug into. And so that's why, that's why we don't only just, just preach to the masses over there, but we also develop pastors and give Bibles in their own native language and give them Bible school training and help them open churches so so that when people get saved, not only are they saved, but they can be sustained and make it all the way to heaven. And the list goes on and on and on and on. I haven't even mentioned, I haven't even mentioned the many, the many ministries and missionaries that we support in America. I mean, no, America has become one of the greatest mission fields of all. America is a melting pot. And what we have discovered is if we can touch some natives in this world or in America, they go home and become evangelists in their part of the world. We support ministries in America like Youth Alive, ministry to the, to the public schools. Chi Alpha, college ministry, oh, one of the greatest needs in, in America today. Oh, ministries like the Grace Place NYC, our very own church plant in New York City. We support orphan care ministry and, and disaster relief ministry, convoy of hope. When someone has a hurricane or a tornado or a fire, they go in and they're able to take care of the needs of those people. And we support this great ministry. 
Ministries like Metroplex Women's Clinic. Ministries like Dallas Metro that is reaching, literally reaching inner city kids and then also our own very own local outreaches to our very own community around our church. Listen, listen, the fact of the matter is you cannot have, you cannot have a global impact without intentionality. Unless all of the pieces of the puzzle are in place, the puzzle is incomplete. Don't get tunnel vision and thinking, well, you know, this is only one way of doing missions. No, no, no. When we touch the lives of people, when we minister to the needs of people, when ultimately we are able to present the gospel of Jesus Christ, that is missions. There's so many ways to do it. Well, what's it going to take for us to have a a global impact? Let's look at the Look at the letter M in our acrostic. In order to have a global impact, it will take money. <laughs> you knew that was coming, didn't you? You didn't think it was going to come quite so soon, but you knew that it was coming. Well, here's what we need to understand, and that is the gospel is free. But the pipeline to deliver it is not. It's not. Here's what Jesus says about us and our money. Did you know Jesus talked about us and our money? And this is what Jesus says about us and our money. He says, he says, Jesus says, what we invest our money in determines what we value. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 21. Jesus said where your treasure is or where your money is or where you put your money, Jesus said there, say there. Jesus said where your treasure is, there will your heart be. Also, if you want to know what's in a person's heart, take a look at where their treasure is. Take a look at where they spend their money. Because people spend their money on what's most important to them. It might be their cars. It might be their houses they live in. It might be the clothes they wear. It might be recreation. It might be eating out. It might be the country club membership. Somebody said, put your money where your mouth is. Put your money where your mouth is. See, 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 you can say, you can say you love something, but if you grumble and complain every time you have to direct some of your money in that direction, you don't really love it. You don't really love it. You could say you love something, but if no money is invested in it, you don't really love it. Because what our heart loves will be proven by where our treasures. I didn't say that. I, I didn't say that. That's what Jesus said. My wife and I love missions. We love missions. And because we love missions, we invest more money in missions than we do in any other thing. We spend more money. We invest more money in missions than we do in our house. We invest more money in missions than we do in our cars, than we do in our fun, even more than our grandkids. I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this so you know that I don't just preach missions. I practice missions. And, and, and don't feel sorry for me either because the more I give, the more I receive. The more I give, the more I have. Jesus again said in Luke 6 and 38, Jesus said, give and you will receive. 
That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you're a giver, you're going to be a receiver as well. Give and you'll receive, Jesus said. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over, poured into your lap, and the amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Hear it one more time this morning. If he can get it through you, he'll get it to you. Hear it one more time this morning. If you'll become a giver, he will make sure that you always have something to give. You can't outgive God. You cannot outgive God. He finds ways and means and methods to pour it back to you, to bring it back to you. Amen. Why? Because he knows he can trust you with it. You've shown him, Lord, I'm not going to keep this all for myself, but Lord, I'm going to be a channel. I'm going to be a river. I'm not going to be a reservoir. Hear it one more time. Proverbs 11 and 24 says, Give freely and you become more wealthy. Be stingy and you'll lose everything. The generous will prosper and those that refresh others will themselves be refreshed. I've lived this for many decades now. Well, next Sunday is going to be our Faith Promise Sunday. We're going to give you an opportunity to set a goal of how much money you want to give to missions over the next 12 months. You're going, to, you're going to decide how much you're going to believe that God could flow through your hands to the missions ministry of the Grace Place. We're going to make faith promises. Now, understand, a faith promise is not a pledge. You're not pledging. You're not, you're not signing your name in blood. You're not, you're not creating a bill. You'll never, ever be billed for this. A faith promise is not a pledge. It's not a bill. A faith promise is simply setting a goal and saying, God, God, if you'll place X amount of money into my hands, God, I will give it to the global impact ministry of the grace place. I encourage you to set a goal that will stretch your faith. And hear me this morning, if God doesn't provide it, you don't owe it. But if he does, don't spend it on anything else. Well, let's look at the next letter in our acrostic, the letter P. What will it take, Pastor? What will it take? You say we want to have a global impact. What will it take to have a global impact? For the letter P, it'll take partnerships. Partnerships. Let's look in the book of Acts. The book of Acts Uh, Chapter number 15 and verses 39 through 41. It says the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Strategic partners increase our odds of success. See, see, no one can do everything, but everyone can do something. We're living in the day of the specialist. The specialist. Everyone's specializing in something. Instead of knowing a little bit about everything, a specialist knows just about everything about a little bit. We're all called and we're all equipped. But we're not all called and we're not all equipped to do the same things. Paul and Mark's hearts did not mesh. But Barnabas and Mark's did. And Paul and Silas had similar hearts and worked well together. Hear me this morning. We will not all have the same heart for ministry. 
We won't all have the same heart. For one will have a desire for one ministry and somebody else will have a desire for some other kind of ministry. Some of us will have a platform ministry. Others will have a behind-the-scenes ministry. Some will feel called to lead. Others will feel called to assist. One will be called to this country. One will be called to that country. One will be called to another country. But all of us are called. All of us are called to ministry. All of us are called to missions. Some are called to go and some are are called to sin. But we are all called and every calling is important. At the Grace Place, we're very, very careful with our partnerships. We only partner with the best. Strategic partners increase our odds for success. Not only will it take intentionality, not only will it take money, not only will it take partnerships in order to have a global impact, it will also take action. Action. Somebody needs to hear this this morning. You don't have to pray about what you've already been told to do. People say, I don't feel led. Well, I would be involved in this, Pastor, but I just don't feel led. If only I feel led. First of all, our our feelings are fickle. And our feelings often lie to us, and our feelings aren't very reliable. Because of that, I choose to go by this (laughs) rather than just my feelings. You don't have to wait to feel wait to feel led in order to do what God's word already says to you to do. But if you're so spiritual that you have to feel led, come and see me after the service. I have some lead this morning. And you can come and feel led to be a part. I mean, no, I'm telling you the truth this morning. You don't have to. You don't have to feel led to do what God's Word already says to do. You don't have to pray about what God's Word already said to do. God, we read it in a golden text, G, or in the the Great Commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen. What does God's Word say? It says that we're to be a part of a global impact. It's called the Great Commission. Here's what I know, and that is the degree of our actions reveal the degree of our faith. Somebody said it like this, actions speak louder than words. James said it like this in James chapter 2 and verse number 18. James said, some argue that some people have faith and some people do good works. James said, but I say, I'm going to show you my faith by my works. Faith is active. Faith does Something. All right, let's look at the C in our acrostic of the word impact. If we're going to make a, have a global impact, it's going to take compassion. It's going to take compassion. Write this down. I think it's in your notes this morning. Without a heart for the hurting, our hands will be idle. Without a heart for the hurting, our hands will be idle. Look in Mark chapter 1. Book of Mark, chapter number 1, verse 40 through 42. It says, Now a leper came to him, came to Jesus, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you're willing, you can make me clean. 
Then Jesus moved with compassion. Stretched out his hands and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. I would submit to you today that true compassion is a prerequisite for a global impact. Unless our heart is touched, unless our heart is moved, unless our heart is stirred toward the lost and the bruised and the broken. Listen, listen to me this morning. Unless, until it, unless it bothers us that we are the only hope for the world. That without our involvement, without us sending someone to tell them about Jesus Christ, they're not going to receive the message. And if they do not receive the message, they're not going to hear the message. They're not going to act on the message. And they're going to go to hell unless it bothers us, unless it bothers us. That most of the world is lost and most of the world is on their way to hell. Unless that bothers us. Unless it stirs us, unless it touches us, unless it moves us. Oh, until it bothers us. We're not going to do anything about it. Unless we become bothered in our spirit about lost humanity. Because the truth is, without a heart for the hurting, our hands will be idle. Well, I cannot seem to preach a missions sermon without including Romans chapter 10, verse 13 through 15. So let's go there again this morning. Romans chapter number 10, verses 13 through 15. Paul writes and he says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Wow, that's awesome. That's incredible. Anyone that calls on Jesus is going to find salvation. But we cannot stop there. Verse number 14 says, But how then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how are they going to believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are? Without compassion, without a heart for the lost, without a heart for the needy, without a heart for the broken, without a heart for the burdened, nothing's going to happen. Let's finish today with the last letter in our acrostic of the word impact. What will it take, Pastor? What will it take in order to have a global impact? It's going to take time. Galatians 6 and 9 says, let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season, say due season, let's not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Here's what I know, and that is doing the right things over a period of time will reap a nice harvest. Here's what I know, and that is time produces a snowball effect. For 15 years, I have pounded away about missions. Not one single Sunday goes by without it being mentioned. Not even one. Not even Easter. And what is the result, you say? I'll tell you the result. Our first month as pastor here at this church, 
less than $350 was collected for missions. Today, we average approximately $35,000 a month. From $350 the first month to $35,000 a month on a regular basis. And here this morning, I'm not finished pounding. Why? Why do I pound? Why do I know that I'm more excited about today than anybody else is excited? And some people are so excited today that they're going to stay home. I can guarantee myself a couple of low Sunday services. Why do I pound? Why do I challenge you week after week and month after month and year after year, Pastor? Why do you keep pounding? Because souls are counting on us. Because each dollar represents souls. People that will be in the heaven that would be in the hell. But because that I kept pounding and because you responded and because what was in God's heart became in part of my heart and what was in my heart became into your heart. And together we put our resources together and together we found some strategic partners and we sent some people and they gave the message. I'm telling you that there's going to be people all over heaven that is going to come and they're going to wrap their arms around you and they're going to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm here today because you sent somebody. I'm here today because you gave money. Thank you, Pastor Benson. You didn't worry that people would criticize you for your pounding them. You didn't worry about the fact that the services during the Global Impact Week would be low in attendance because people would literally stay home because it's missions, but you just kept on pounding. I'm telling you, friend, what we're doing has eternal consequences. Why do I keep pounding? Why do I keep doing it? Amen. Because all souls are depending upon us. Depending upon us, already millions of people are going to heaven that we're going to hell because of us. How can I, how can I stop pounding? And I'm going to tell you something, friend. The best thing we can do for our church is give to missions. The best churches that I've served the last 45 years of ministry, some of the greatest years of the churches were while we were pastors. I'm not tooting my own horn. The thing about it was I pounded at missions. And those churches grew, and those churches prospered, and those churches built buildings, and they, they had ministries, and they, and they grew in numbers, and they gave multitudes of money to, to, to missions. Fast forward that, and the churches that continued after we left are thriving. Those that did not have gone, have tanked. Greatest insurance you can buy in a church is missions. Amen. But hear me this morning, time is running out. Time is running out. We only have so much time to get the job done. Somebody said it like this. They said, what centuries have left undone now crowds the hour of setting sun. 
Jesus is coming and the world is lost. Let's reach them before Jesus comes. Our takeaway today is this. By ourselves, we are limited to adding to the kingdom. By ourselves, we are limited to adding to the kingdom. But together, we can literally multiply the kingdom. At the Grace Place, our vision is to have a global impact. My question for you today is, will you be a part of this worldwide vision? Will you add your fingerprints to this vision? Father, I just pray that you'll take this simple word this morning. God, I pray that you'll do what I am unable to do. Lord, there's people that have been in this church the whole 15 years I've served here, and they're not a global partner. They've heard me pound and pound and pound and pound. And Holy Spirit, I believe not only have I pounded, but I believe that you have wooed and you have stirred, and I believe that you have pulled people toward, toward this vision. And yet there, there are some that are still not involved. Oh, God, help us, help us. Lord, let this be the week. Let this be the week when 100%, when we all get on board. When we all get on board. So we can literally impact our world from right here at 5950 South College.